Second Peter chapter one. The Bible says Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless your word today. Thank you for a new year, a new day. Uh, Lord, if we need a new beginning today, help us to have that. Just help every person here. Give them strength, spiritual strength, Lord, and emotional strength and physical strength if they need that. Just help us all. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and amen. Uh, the, every true Christian has obtained like precious faith. Every true Christian has obtained like precious faith. The Bible says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And both the Apostle Paul and Jude referred to the faith as a common faith. It's a common faith. It's a common salvation we have. Uh, but like common sense, common uh, or living by faith is not all that common. <laughs> uh, we, there's a lot of folks today who like common sense and there's a lot of folks who like this common faith I'm speaking of. God only has one way of salvation and that is through His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. He's the only way. And uh, it's through the righteousness of God we read here and through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace, that's something we all need, isn't it? Grace and peace. And we need more of it. Especially in the days in which we live, we need more grace and peace. And this one little verse tells us how to obtain more grace and peace. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. You say, preacher, I, my life's in turmoil. Well, I can tell you how to get more grace and peace. It's through the knowledge of God. Amen. You say, preacher, I'm worried. I can tell you how to get more peace. Amen. It's through the knowledge of God. Uh, Knowing Him will multiply. Knowing more about Him will multiply our grace and our peace. In verse 3, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. I want to remind you this morning that He's the source. Jesus Christ is the source of our grace. He's the source of our peace. He's, the, he's given us, the Bible tells us here, He's given unto us all things. He's given us everything we need here to get through this life. Uh, but it has to be through Him, doesn't it? It's through Him. We must learn of Him. We must go to Him with our burdens, with our cares, uh, I got, uh, I'm not any different than anybody else here sitting in this room. I got overwhelmed earlier this week. I had so much stuff I thought I needed to do. 
And I even wrote it all down and, and, and looked at it, and that even made it worse. And uh, I just wrote it down. I wanted to show it to Evelyn. This is what I... This is what I'm, I'm, because she asked me, she said, why do you feel like you're under such a load? And I wrote it down and gave it to her. I said, here. And she said, oh, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, we do get overwhelmed, don't we? And we get overloaded in our mind and in our heart. And we need to learn of Him and go to Him with our burdens. And go to Him with our cares. And go to Him with our fears. And go to Him with our loneliness. We need to go to Him. Everything we need is available. He has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And it's through the knowledge of Him. Notice verse 3, it's through the knowledge of Him. How are you going to get that knowledge? Through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. You... Listen, you can't go to the world and get knowledge. You're not going to watch, uh, you're not going to watch uh, the Discovery Channel and find out anything good about Jesus probably. Amen. You might get a little bit of good, but I guarantee you they're going to have a lot of bad in there too. <coughs> you're going to have to go to the Bible. You're going to have to go to the Bible. Amen. Why read your Bible? Why pray? Why go to church? Because you and I need to know Him more and more. Yes. You and I need Him more and more. Verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The Bible tells us here in verse 4 that His promises are exceeding great and precious. They are great because God gave them. They are great because God can and will perform them. They are precious because we're so unworthy of them. Yeah. And they're precious because they're priceless. Yeah. God's promises are priceless. Yeah. And the Bible is full of God's promises, aren't they? The Bible's full of them. Yeah. And they are exceeding great. Yeah. They're exceeding great. I'll give you a couple of them. The promise of forgiveness. Promise of forgiveness. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The promise of forgiveness. The promise, the promise of reconciliation. If you get away from God, you can get back to God. Amen. The promise of reconciliation. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you're a believer today, He indwells you. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the promise of His never leaving us. No matter what difficulties we face in life, He never leaves us. He never, sometimes we feel like it, but He didn't. Amen. We need to look to Him at those times, don't we? He never leaves us nor forsakes us. The promise of Him keeping us. He keeps us. He keeps our soul. In the end, that's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. Is the soul. He keeps our soul. Our soul, if you're a Christian, your soul is in good keeping. Your soul is in good hands. You know, all state, you say you're in good hands with all state. Well, you're in good hands with Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. And the promise of eternal life. The promise of eternal life. 
And the Bible says, by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. These are promises that change a person. They make us new creatures. We are partakers of the divine nature. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We've been adopted into the family of God. All these are great and precious promises, aren't they? They helped us to escape the corruptions of this world. For sake of time, I'm not going to... And, and we're studying it in Sunday school in Romans chapter 6. Uh, but He changes us, doesn't He? The Holy Spirit changes us. He changes everything about us. He, I read a story one time about a man got saved and after he was saved, his dog couldn't even understand him. <laughs> Because he quit talking to his dog, so, so mean. <laughs> That's a true, true story. Uh, James Stewart told that story, the preacher. Not Jimmy Stewart, the actor, but the preacher. <laughs> but he changes us, doesn't he? He changes us. Uh, look over at Second uh, Peter in verse 5, chapter 1, verse 5. And beside this... <coughs> Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. So the Apostle Peter here is telling us that we need to add. Yes. Amen. We need to add some things to our faith. You can't add to your salvation. Amen. You're saved. Salvation is by grace through faith. Salvation is not by works. The Word of God makes that very clear, doesn't it? Salvation is not by works. But true faith always changes a person. And He's called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. And true faith always produces fruit. True faith always produces fruit. And the Bible says that faith without works is what? Dead. Faith without works. A faith that leaves someone in their lustful corruption is a dead faith. It's a dead faith. And we are to give diligence to add to our faith. How many people that say they're Christians know that or understand that? that we need to add to our faith. I wonder how many people have been told from the pulpit, from, uh, from the preacher, from the Sunday school teacher, I wonder how many people have been told that they have to add, they need to add to their faith. Yeah. Amen. Well, I'm here today to tell you, you need to add to your faith. Yes. The word diligence here, Let's read it again, verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Uh, that word diligence means it, it has a sense of urgency. Yeah. Uh, if I send you a text and says, call me, no hurry. That means take your time. Right? But if I send you a text and says, call me, it's an emergency. 
That means you better call me right now. Diligence carries with it that kind of thought. It's taking care or to make haste or to give constant effort to. Give constant effort to adding to your faith. Make haste to add to your faith. Faith is there. Every true Christian has faith. But we need to add to it, don't we? We need to add to it. Uh, Not to become a Christian. You're not adding to your faith. Let me make this clear. You're not adding to your faith to become a Christian. You're adding to your faith to be the Christian you ought to be. You're not adding to your faith to become a Christian. He mentions seven things that you and I need to add. Let's just read them. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. That's a list, isn't it? Of things we need to add. Uh, when you go to the car dealer and you say, I'd like to order this car, I'd like to buy this car, uh, they start asking you, would you like to have this or that? Would you like to have these options? <laughs> the car's sitting there, but would you like to have a luggage rack? Would you like to have some of these other, would you like to have a CD player? They didn't, CD players are out of vogue now, but they used to ask you that. <laughs> What I'm saying is, faith is there, but you need to add these things. You need to add these things. Virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. That's only a couple verses, but what an amazing couple of verses. What an overwhelming couple of verses when you read that list. And they would be very overwhelming if it wasn't for the fact of what it says in verses 2 and 3. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according as His divine power. It'd be very overwhelming if it wasn't for Him helping us to add these things. I would go as far as to say it'd be impossible to add these things without His help. His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. His divine power. You and I need to be mature Christians. We need to be mature Christians. We need to grow in grace. And the Bible says everything is available to us. And He's given us all things. God has given us His Word, has He not? Boy, I want, to, I want to do better this year of being in His Word. I need that. You need that. He's given us His Holy Spirit. I want to be more sensitive to His Holy Spirit and His guiding. He's given us His church. I'm pretty faithful to church. I have to be. <laughs> but you know what? We all need to be faithful to church. He's given us His church. 
He's given us His Word. He's given us His Holy Spirit. He's given us His grace and His peace, hadn't He? These are things He's given us to help us. And I don't know about you, but I need all the help I can get. Amen. I need all the help I can get. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If He started working in you, He'll keep working in you. Isn't that good? Yeah. Aren't you glad it's not you by yourself? But you are told to add. You're told to add. Uh, I want to make a few remarks about these things concerning what we need to add to our faith. This is more like a Sunday school lesson than a message. I hope you don't mind. But it's good stuff. We need it. Yes. Amen. Stuff we need to add. Things we need to add. If you say you already know this, well, I'm just reminding you. Amen. Yes. I'm just reminding you. When Evelyn makes spaghetti, I'll eat it two or three nights in a row. And then when we get down to the end of it, I have her put it in a baking pan and cover it with pepperoni and mozzarella. Healthy food, Tim. Pepperoni and mozzarella cheese. And we bake it. And I eat it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, Steve. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you, if you already know this, it won't hurt you to eat it again. Right? Virtue, verse 5. Add to your faith. Give diligence. This is no haphazard thing. Give diligence to add to your faith virtue. And the Word carries with it the thought of moral excellence. Virtue. Virtue, it also carries with it a thought of valor or bravery. We need that today, don't we? We need that. Virtue, we, we need virtue. We need moral excellence. We're not to be like the rest of the world. We're to, we're to shine as lights in a, in a gray and dingy world, aren't we? The church... Uh, if I can put it this way, those who call themselves Christians have become so worldly. I thought of that this morning. How many Christians, quote unquote, woke up with a hangover this morning? They had too much to drink last night. I'm serious. There's a lot of people that probably did that. Uh, and... Uh, if they manage to go to church today, they're sitting there with a headache because of it. <laughs> We're not to be like that, folks. Amen. We're not to be like that. Yeah. We're to be different, aren't we? Yeah. Virtue, moral excellence, courage, valor, uprightness. Be, be dependent. Be somebody that people can count on you to be a Christian. Yeah. If we're looking around for a Christian... Um, Make sure it's you they think about. Yes. Then it says knowledge, verse 5. Knowledge. Give diligence to add knowledge. We can't live for God like we ought to till we know about Him. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to please God till you know what this book says about pleasing God. Yes. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. The Apostle Paul told the church at Corinth, knowledge puffeth up, but charity 
edify. In other words, you're not just getting knowledge so you can say how smart you are. You're getting knowledge so you can be more like Jesus Christ. The wrong attitude toward knowledge only breeds pride. You know, there's some, I think about this a lot because I work. And I, a lot of times, don't, this is a pity party, so if you want to leave, you, you can leave right now. I'm getting, ready, I'm getting ready to give you the pity party. There's a lot of times I, like, I think, man, I'd like to be a full-time pastor where I could just study every day, all day. But you know what? A lot of times people that can do that, you know what they do? They just study to argue with people. They just study to prove their points and to argue with people. So if that's what, if that's what studying is, I, I don't need that. Amen. <laughs> A knowledge that seeks to be more like Christ is what edifies. Help us to be more like Christ. You, you can't be like Christ if you don't know who He is. We need knowledge, don't we? Add to your faith, add, add to your faith knowledge. Then the Bible says in verse 6, temperance. And to knowledge, temperance. Temperance. That means self-control. Yeah. Everybody look at me. Self-control. That's hard, isn't it? Yes. We had the grandbabies yesterday and they was watching some stupid show on television. I don't know anything about it. I, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But you know how it is. <laughs> they was watching. It, it was about this family of pigs. <laughs> and uh, every time the mother would talk to the dad, she'd say, uh, in a British accent, uh, you're grumpy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I thought about that. Sometimes we as men, we get grumpy. <laughs> Don't we? And then when we get grumpy, and you ladies aren't exempt either, but sometimes when you get grumpy, you lose self-control. Yep. I, I think that shows us we, we need to put off the old man, doesn't it? We need to control ourselves. It's hard to do. Uh, it's hard to do to be self-controlled. Self-control about our temper. We lose our temper sometimes, don't we? I can tell y'all a story. I will tell you. I'll tell them myself. It, it, I was preaching here, I think. I, I uh, good, this is a good time to tell a story while she's doing that. Anyway, <laughs> I got really mad. I don't even remember. This is what happens. You get really mad, and then you fight with your wife or your husband, or you say something to somebody you shouldn't, and you can't even remember what you're mad about looking back. But I got really mad about something. And I was, uh, I'm living in the house that I was living, living in as a kid. It's, it's built in 1969. It's got solid oak doors. 
Y'all know where I'm going? <laughs> I was downstairs in the laundry room. I was really mad about something. I can't remember what I was mad about. I took my foot and I kicked that solid oak door just as hard as I could kick it. And I don't even think the door said ouch. <laughs> but I think I broke every bone in my foot. Good. And I hobbled around for weeks. And I was ashamed to tell people why I was hobbling around. Frankie, don't look at me that way. <laughs> and here I am, several years later, five, six, I don't remember how long ago it was. I can't even remember what I was mad about. You get what I'm saying? Temperance. Temperance. Self-control. And if you don't think the Holy Spirit last didn't beat me up over that for a long time, yeah. every time I put my right foot down, <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> we need to add that, don't we? Temperance. Amen. Temperance. Uh, our foolishness. Sometimes our foolishness gets out of hand, don't it? Temperance. We need to add to our faith. Virtue, knowledge, temperance, into temperance, patience. Yes. Amen. Patience. I looked it up. The word means a cheerful endurance. Yes. That don't even seem to go together, does it? <laughs> a cheerful endurance. Patience. I will say this. I've got a lot more patience, especially with kids, than I used to have, you know. Like I said, we had the grand, uh, two of the granddaughters yesterday and they, they run us ragged. <laughs> but I've got a lot more patience with kids than I used to have. Uh, I'm, mel I'm more mellow. But as one fellow said, there's a, there's a fine line between mellow and rotten. <laughs> we need to have patience. Another, and another word you could use there is perseverance. Amen. We need to have perseverance. Patience and perseverance. Romans 5 says we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. These are things uh, knowledge and patience and temperance and virtue, they don't come natural. You need to add these things. This is part of the Christian life, isn't it? To add these things. Uh, godliness, verse 6, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Matthew Henry, Matthew Henry in his commentary said godliness is produced by patience. That's not really what I wanted to hear. <laughs> godliness is produced by patience and patience is produced by what? Tribulation. Tribulation. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what you and I want more than anything in the world as, as in our natural thinking? We don't want any trouble. All right. That ain't about right. It is right. We even pray that way, Tim. I do. We don't want any tribulation. We don't want any trouble. But God has other plans sometimes, doesn't He? I mean, I don't know about you, but I like everything to be smooth sailing. But He didn't always give us smooth sailing. Because tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. And if Matthew Henry's right, and godliness is produced by patience, it's not easy, is it? The word godliness means holiness. It means to be more like Christ. Help us to be godly. And I think also, I don't have this in my notes, but I think godliness means humility. Because he humbled himself, didn't he? And he's meek and lowly of heart. Paul told Timothy, Godly was with contentment, godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So the Bible tells us here we need to add godliness. And then it says in verse 7 we need to add brotherly kindness. Amen. Brotherly kindness. 1 John 3 and verse 14 says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. One of the ways you can know you're a Christian is you love other Christians. I remember I used to work with a guy. His name was Terry. I'm not going to tell you more of that because he's still around as far as I know. I used to work with him. He was a Christian. When I saw him coming, I would go in another place. I didn't want to be around him because I knew he was going to say something about God or say something that would bother me. You ever been like that? But when I got saved, he was somebody I wanted to be around. I wanted to be around other Christians. Christians ought to have brotherly love, shouldn't they? Uh, This church family, I love our church family. Don't you? We We ought to have a brotherly love toward each other. I... You know, some, some folks, our families went on. We don't have much family. They've went on to be with the Lord or whatever. And, and some folks don't have a family because it's all just a big disruption. Amen. It's good to have a church family in those cases, isn't it? Amen. Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have loved one toward another. We need to have... You have to add that, by the way. You have to add that. Because sometimes you guys aren't so lovable. (laughs) And sometimes I'm not so lovable. We have to add that. 
Then he said, Charity, verse 7, into godliness, brotherly kindness, into brotherly kindness, charity. You've heard the word agape, I'm sure. That's what this word means in the Greek. It's, it's agape love. It's, it's, the, it's our supreme love to God. It's a universal, God's universal goodwill toward men. It's agape love. It's a God-like love. It, our God, if you haven't noticed, loves the unlovable. And our God loves the unlovely. And we are to be like that. Charity or agape love is manifested by what we do, not necessarily by what we say. I can think, I'm thinking of a family right now. I know them well. I saw him yesterday. He goes around hugging people, hugging his kids, hugging his wife, hugging the people he works with and says, I love you, brother. I love you. I love you. He's cheating on his wife. He treats his kids like dirt. And he stabs people he works with in the back. You can say I love you till you're blue in the face. Yes. It's not what you say. Amen. Yeah, amen. It's what you do. Yes. Amen. Amen. You could I throwing out I love you comes pretty cheap these days. Yes. <coughs> Doesn't it? God manifested His love for us by giving. And He gave His only begotten Son. 2 Peter 1.8 Read it. For if these things be in you and abound. They need to be in us and they need to abound. These are things we need to add. They need to be they need to be abounding in us. Right? Mm -hmm. Not a trickle, but a fountain. They need to abound. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord yes. Jesus Christ. These, what I mentioned to you today... If you miss Sunday school, we talked a lot about this. this. This sermon goes well with Sunday school. What I'm talking about here is growth. What I'm talking about here is adding to your faith. What I'm talking about here doesn't come that you have to. This doesn't come naturally. Every Christian should desire to be fruitful. Every Christian should desire to be fruitful. Verse 9, But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and he hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. There's something wrong, friends, with somebody that says they're a Christian, and these things are lacking. There's something wrong. It could be that they've never been taught. Well, you're without excuse now. I've taught you today. Amen. It could be they've never been told these things. It could be that they're in a backslidden 
condition. Or it could be that they're not saved at all. But these things need to be there. And they need to abound. Look at verse 10. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence. There's that word again. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. The Apostle Peter here is given a warning. He's saying give diligence to make sure these things are in your life. Give diligence to that. Add these things. If you do that, if you do that, you'll never fall. It's an admonition. It's a diligence. Give diligence. Give care. Give urgency to make your calling and election sure. Make sure you're a Christian. Make sure you know Jesus Christ. And if you know for sure you're a child of God, then do these things. Add these things. Constantly be adding these things. Uh, I have a work van. It needs the oil changed right now. As a matter of fact, I'm probably a thousand miles or more over. You guys ever do that? That's called, when you, when you take your car in and have the oil work changed, it's called maintenance. Preventive maintenance. When I was a kid, they used to have a television commercial. I think it was STP. It might have been Pennzoil. But anyway, had an old guy working in a garage and he was all greasy and everything. And uh, he said, you can pay me now. You can pay me later. He was saying, you can, have, you can pay me change your oil or you can pay me change your motor. Engine, for you tech heads. What if some of you are going to say, motor's electric? I know. <laughs> you can pay me now or you can pay me later. Christians have to maintain their walk, don't they? We have to add to our we have to add to our faith. I wish I could tell you, you know, uh, I saved June tenth, nineteen eighty nine. I wish I could tell you June eleventh, nineteen eighty nine. I added all these things. I've had them ever since. That ain't the way it works, is it? <laughs> it's it's a continual process, isn't it? Of adding, of of mortifying the flesh. Of putting on the new man. Of more and more knowledge of Jesus Christ. Of becoming more and more like Him. Now, listen. I don't want to... The Bible says give diligence, right? I don't want to... And I don't want to make this sound like a drudgery. It's not. Being a Christian is the, the most wonderful thing in the world. And I wouldn't change an ounce of it. But if you, really, if you really want to have full assurance and really want to have true joy and peace, we need to know Him more. And we need to, we need to be more like Him. And we need to add these things. Because, it, listen, it will only make things better. 
I promise you. It only makes things better for you if you add these things. Be adding. Be adding. Look at verse 11. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's an amazing thing I just read to you. Notice, for an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. An abundant entrance. I don't know what that means really. It sounds like you're going to get an entrance with fanfare. Almost, doesn't it? An abundant entrance into into the are you saved today if you are you're going into an everlasting kingdom one of these days an everlasting kingdom your loved ones that were in the Lord who died in the Lord they're in, they're in an everlasting kingdom this morning that's an amazing thing that God would take a, a rotten no good sinner and give him an abundant entrance <laughs> into an everlasting kingdom. Jesus said to him that overcometh will I grant to... Notice, I'm going to read this to you, but I want you to think about what I'm saying. Jesus said to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in His throne... And in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? So Christians are overcomers. Yes. Praise and Christians are going to... If, if, Jesus, if, what, if what Jesus said can be trusted, I believe it can. Amen. Then we're gonna we're gonna rule and reign with Christ. That's that's an that's a statement that's beyond our comprehension. That's that's bigger than anything you can grasp, really. An abundant entrance shall be ministered unto you into his kingdom. Are you, are you heading that way? Is that where you're going? That's where I, listen, didn't we sing that? Oh, won't you come and go with me? I'm bound for the promised land. Are you bound for the promised land this morning? There's no sitting still in the Christian life, folks. There, again, he, he noticed what he said. Verse 5, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Add to your faith. You and I, every day, need to add to our faith these things. We need to add to... And let me... I, I, wanna, I don't want you to get discouraged. 
because uh, this is a new year and tomorrow will be a new day and some of us sitting here will do things and say things and think things we shouldn't. But listen, you just have to get up and press toward the mark. You can't look back. You got to look forward. And by the grace of God, he, he will help you. He will help you. He'll give you grace and peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can add to your faith. You can add to your faith. You can... Uh, listen, that, that's not a... That's not an option. <laughs> he says to give diligence to do it. Right? I want to encourage you to do that. And I want to encourage me to do that. I want to add to my faith these things. I want to be more like Him. I want, I want, to, I want to shine as a light in this world. Be real. Be a Christian. Amen? All right.